Hello, and welcome to the We Are The Medicine podcast. This podcast is a place where we discuss a wide variety of topics, from psychedelics and other plant medicines to sovereignty and spirituality. This is a space where we have raw and vulnerable conversations and explore the mysteries of our universe with the intention of empowering listeners and guiding you to ask the questions that will help you come into a deeper resonance with your truest essence. I'm your host, Serena Rose. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the We Are The Medicine podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get the most benefit out of your psychedelic experience. And I'm going to be talking primarily about plant medicines as opposed to synthetic psychedelics such as MDMA or things like that. However, I think a lot of the lessons can be applied either way. And before we get into the episode, I just want to preface a little bit and say that I am not an expert. I am not a guru. I am not a shaman. I am someone who is very passionate about plant medicine work. I do have a good amount of experience with quite a few different plant medicines. I have worked with some synthetic psychedelics as well, but my experience is primarily with natural plant medicines that come from the earth. So that's where the majority of my perspective comes from. I have worked primarily extensively with psilocybin mushrooms. I have worked with ayahuasca a few times, at this point about six times. And in a little less than a week, I am going to be sitting with grandmother ayahuasca for my seventh and eighth time. I've also worked with Wachuma, and I've done quite a bit of work connecting to plant spirits that are non-psychedelic as well, such as tobacco or rose or lavender. Those are my besties right now, (laughs) but there's many others. And I have, like I said, I have worked with some synthetic psychedelics. I have taken MDMA a few times, but it was always in a recreational, non-formal setting. I have also worked a lot with cannabis. However, especially in the beginning of my journey with cannabis, it I was not in right relationship with her. I definitely used her as an escape. And over the years, I have just learned a lot about the true power of cannabis. And this is a whole other conversation, which I will be doing a podcast about. But I am still learning how to be in right relationship with her because cannabis is a truly powerful plant and she deserves to be respected just as much as all the other sacred plants. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of my history and my experience with psychedelics and plant medicines. Just know that when I first started working with psychedelics, it was very, very different from the way that I work with them now. It was a lot more recreational. It was, you know, my friend has some mushrooms and we're all hanging out. Sure, let's take some. And then I started to feel called to work with the mushrooms more in depth alone. And so I began to do ceremonies with the mushrooms alone by myself in my apartment. And I have done that somewhere around 15 times. And then I've also done ceremonies with friends and things like that. And that's when I really started to learn more about ceremony and the importance of having a structure and having intentions and things like that when working with psychedelics. 
And that's a lot of what we're going to get into today of just how to work with plant medicines in a way that you're going to get the most benefit. And I will say that there's a lot of nuance to this conversation. So if I miss something or if I forget something, please forgive me. I'm not always going to get it right. Like I said, I don't want you to look at me like I'm an expert or a guru because I'm really not. Like I'm just a person and I'm not an expert, but I do have a lot of knowledge and I am learning from people who have been working with ayahuasca and other plant medicines for 20 plus years. And I have a lot of people in my surroundings who have done very extensive work with plant medicines that I've also learned from. So just keep that in mind. Always use your own discernment and do what feels best for you at the end of the day. My intention is not to say this is right and this is wrong, but from what I have seen and from my experiences, I just want to give you a bit of information for those of you who especially are new to working with plant medicines because it's a new world, you know? And I think that there's this whole psychedelic renaissance going on and it's becoming much more mainstream and talked about. And I just think that there really needs to be more education on how to work with plant medicines in a way that you get the most benefit, how to be in right relationship, how to formulate intention and you know, find the right space to do your work. Plant medicines are so beautiful and they can be so transformative and really help you to heal through so many things in your life. And there's so many countless benefits of working with all different types of plant medicines. And while that is all amazing and beautiful, I think it's also really important that we talk about the risks because especially when we're coming into this new world of psychedelics, a lot more people are becoming interested. We cannot pretend that there are no risks to working with psychedelics. I'm sorry if you hear my cat crying in the background. He's being very ridiculous right now, so apologies for that. But as much fun as it is to work with psychedelics, it's also something we have to take very seriously because we are connecting to other realms that are outside of our normal everyday 3D consciousness. And it's important to be in a safe space. There are accounts of people who have had psychotic breaks while working with psychedelics. And that includes cannabis. I think that that's one that is very much underrated and like we really need to look at because that's something that can happen. That's why it's really important to know yourself to know what you can handle and also to be in a safe container because I think that bad trips, quote unquote, which I don't really believe is a real thing, but that's it's a lot more likely for you to have a negative experience if you are not in a safe container. I think it's really important to be responsible when working with psychedelics of any kind and you know, there's things that can come up. You're in a new world. You're in a realm that you're not used to experiencing. And there's things that can happen that you don't know how to deal with. And that's also why I feel like for a lot of psychedelics, certain ones in particular, it's really important to be with someone who is experienced, especially if it's your first time or your first couple times, you need to be with someone who knows what they're doing and knows how to handle the situation. If something does arise 
that you don't know how to deal with. At the end of the day, it really just comes down to personal responsibility and everyone has the free will to do whatever they want. Like I said, my intention is not to tell you this is right and this is wrong, but based on my experiences and things that I've heard and stories that I've heard from friends and other people, this is my advice if you are interested in working with psychedelics. Also, something else that's very important that I wanna touch on, like I said, there's a lot of nuance to this and I think that these guidelines can vary depending on what plant you want to work with. So for example, a plant medicine like ayahuasca or iboga, I would never recommend ever to work with them by yourself because these medicines can take you really, really deep and the experience can be incredibly intense. So those medicines in particular are really important to be in a ceremonial setting with an experienced practitioner who's been doing this for a long time. That's really important to keep in mind. Whereas other medicines such as mushrooms, wachuma, or cannabis can be supportive if you are alone. But I would not ever recommend to take one of those medicines alone if you have never done it before. If you are a newbie to a medicine, don't take it by yourself. At least, at the very least, have someone with you who knows what they're doing, who has experience with this plant. Okay, so the first thing I wanna touch on is intention. What is intention? Intention is what are you looking to get out of the experience? What outcome would you like? Are you looking to work through a specific trauma? Are you looking to connect with your guides, your spirit guides? Are you looking to connect with God? Is there something in your life that you're looking to work through and heal through? Are you seeking a deeper connection to yourself? All of these are questions that are important to ask yourself, you know, really, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? What do I want to get out of it? Intention is just really powerful because, like I said, in the earlier days of my journey, I would just be like, oh, you got some mushrooms? Cool. Yeah, let's take them. Like, I wouldn't really think about it at all. And the thing is, when you have a specific intention and you, you know, put that out there, you say to the medicine, this is what I want to get out of this. You may not get exactly what you thought, but it's still you're on a path, you know, as opposed to just taking something willy-nilly and you don't know what is going to happen. Regardless, you don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest. But I think that formulating that intention and really knowing the reason why you want to do something is going to help you to have a much better outcome. Hey friends, if you are interested in plant medicines or if you're on the plant medicine path or even if you just like to work with plant medicines in order to enhance your spiritual practice, you are going to love Four Visions Market. Four Visions Market has a wide selection of many different spiritual tools that can help you to enhance your spiritual practice. Honestly, they have just about anything you could imagine to fit your personal spiritual needs, such as an amazing collection of hape, which is my personal favorite thing to buy from them. Four Visions is my go-to place to get hape, and my two favorites from them are the Divine Mother Rose hape 
and the Ojo de Jaguar. And even if you're not into hape like me, I promise you they will have something you'll love. Anywhere from ceremonial cacao to sananga to botanical tinctures such as king nettle tincture, which by the way, nettle is one of the most amazing and nutritious plants that you can put in your body. Just look up the benefits. I promise you're gonna want some. They also have hand-woven bags, jewelry, instruments, honestly, seriously, anything. Just go check them out. And the beautiful thing about Four Visions is that every single product in their marketplace is created, handmade by indigenous people of the Amazon. And what I really love about Four Visions is that they actually give 50% of their profits back to those indigenous people to support them and make sure that they are able to thrive as well. I am so grateful to be partnered with Four Visions because I really believe in their message and their purpose in this world. And I think it's probably one of the best companies that you could support because they are really doing a lot to support the indigenous people of the Amazon. And I have a special 10% off code for you. So if you click the link in the show notes and use the code Serena Rose at checkout, you'll get 10% off. Now let's get back into the episode. And once you have formulated your intention, once you know, okay, I'm not trying to escape my reality. I actually want to go deep. I want to heal something. I want to connect to myself, whatever the intention is. Once you have formulated your intention, then we're going to look into what is oftentimes called in the psychedelic community, set and setting. And essentially this just means where are you doing this? Where are you? What is the space? Are you at a rave? Are you in a ceremony? Are you at your friend's house? This is going to greatly impact the experience you have. I think that especially if you are new to a particular medicine, it is really important to be in a safe place, in a place that you feel safe. And nine times out of 10, a rave or a party or a bar is not that place is not going to be a safe place for you to go on a journey, especially if you're new. Like I said, personal responsibility, you have the free will to do whatever you want. But honestly, if you don't want to have a traumatic experience, don't go to a rave and take mushrooms for the first time or MDMA or, or any of those, anything. You want to set yourself up to have the most beneficial experience possible. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy, but it means that you're going to have a lot more likelihood of getting a more desirable outcome if you're in a space that you feel 100% safe. Anytime you're working with any kind of psychedelic, you're going to be extra sensitive. You are going to be very much affected by your surroundings, by the people around you, by the music. And this is why I say, like, it's not really a good idea to go to a party or a bar or a rave and just take a psychedelic, especially if it's your first time, especially if it's your first time, you know, don't just like some guy comes up to you on the street and is like, hey, you got some mushrooms, you want to buy them? Like, no, you don't know where that came from. You know, like we got to be responsible with this. If we really want to have this psychedelic renaissance and have the outcome that we want, which is to create a better society, a better humanity for everyone, like we have to be responsible. We cannot just 
take things without knowing who the person is that's giving it to us and where it came from and all of this. And like I said, it comes down to personal responsibility. I accept that you have the free will to do whatever it is that you want. Nothing is right or wrong. However, these are really important things to think about. This brings me to another point, which is the idea of recreational use. And I think that some plants, such as, you know, mushrooms, wachuma even, cannabis, these plants can be supportive when used recreationally. However, I think that it still comes down to your intention. What are you trying to get out of this? You know, if you want to take some mushrooms and go for a hike, I'm all for it. Not if it's your first time. Once again, like I really believe that if it is your first time working with a psychedelic or plant medicine, you need to be in a safe container. You need to be in a ceremony with someone who knows what they're doing or at the very least, you know, for the less intense medicines like cannabis or or mushrooms, at, at the very least, like be in someone's house in an enclosed space with people who have experience. And I just want to reiterate, I'm not a guru. I'm not a shaman. I'm not saying this is right and this is wrong. I'm saying that if you really want to get the most benefit, if you really want to get actual healing from a medicine, these are my tips based on my experiences and take them as you will. So based on my experiences, I personally believe that the best setting for you to be in, especially if you're new to a medicine, is a ceremonial space, a place that is set up intentionally, that is a safe container where you can go on your journey and have your experience and you have people there that you know are going to protect you and hold you in that. And that brings me to my next point, which is finding the right practitioner. So when you're looking for the right practitioner, like I said, it should be someone who has worked extensively with whatever medicine it is that you are working with. They should have a lot of knowledge and experience about whatever medicine it is that they are serving to you. They should be able to answer any questions that you have about that medicine. They should ask you questions about your medical history and prior use of psychedelics. Have you worked with this medicine before? There should be like, especially if you're working with ayahuasca or iboga or, you know, honestly, any psychedelic medicine, this practitioner should ask you a series of questions to make sure that you are a right fit for this medicine. For example, people who have a history of really intense mental health issues, such as schizophrenia and things in that realm, really should not be working with any psychedelics. If you have really deep mental health issues or history of schizophrenia or psychotic breaks, or if you are not mentally stable, you really should not be working with any kind of psychedelic. It's more important to get your mental health together. And I'm not saying that that has to be forever. You know, we have times in our life where we're really going through it and We don't know how to deal with our shit and we're not in a mentally stable place and that's okay. But that's why it's important to have the right practitioner because they can really talk with you and kind of gauge where you're at and really commune with the medicine in order to see if you are a good fit 
to work with this medicine. Also, if you are taking any prescription medications such as antidepressants or SSRIs, that is really something that the practitioner should ask you about because when it comes to working with psychedelics, you really probably shouldn't take them if you are on an antidepressant because it's just not safe. You should feel safe with this practitioner. And if it's someone you don't know, maybe I understand like not feeling a million percent safe, but you should within your own intuition and your own heart be able to have a conversation with this person and feel like, okay, they know what they're doing. I trust them to guide me through this experience. I trust them to hold a safe container. You should feel comfortable to ask them any questions that you have and really work through any fears or anything going on like that prior to the ceremony. I think also when choosing the right facilitator, it's important that they have a good reputation, you know, and I think it's it's really good if you can find someone who is recommended by someone you know personally, you know, like your friend went and drank ayahuasca in the jungle with these people. They had a beautiful experience. They know other people who've had a beautiful experience with these people. I think that's really important to have references and have a good reputation. And if you don't know anyone personally who's worked with the medicine that you're looking to work with, that's okay. I think that at the very least, whoever you go to should be highly recommended by people that you trust in the online space and have a good reputation. You know, do your research before just going to to a random place in Peru because there are... There are facilitators who will take advantage of you. This is definitely still prevalent and it's still a thing, but I think it was even more prevalent back before psychedelics really became popular. There are, you know, ayahuasqueros and maestros in the jungle who like have sexually abused people in a medicine space who have used these medicines to manipulate you or to take your energy or things like that. And I think that that is why it's really important to be with someone you feel safe with, be with someone who is highly recommended and who has a lot of experience because you're going to be in a really vulnerable, sensitive place. And you don't want to put yourself in a situation where this person is not safe and you can't leave. So that brings me to my next and final point in this, which is integration, which is extremely important. And it's something that I did not know about at all when I first started in my journey with psychedelics. And it's probably one of the most important, if not the most important aspect to your psychedelic journey, because you go through this crazy, powerful, transformative experience, and then you come back to your regular life and you're like, whoa, (laughs) what do I do now? It can be very jarring to go through such a powerful experience and then just come back to your regular life. And I think that integration is really just learning how to bring those lessons that you learned in your journey into your day-to-day life. And that takes time. It it can take years for some people. It, 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 there's no timeline on how long it should take you to integrate something. But it's just important to know that after you go through a really deep, especially intense or powerful plant medicine experience, 
you might not feel the same after. It might take a little while for you to get back into your routine. And I think especially if you're someone who is a really hard worker, a go-getter, someone who's very motivated and works a lot, let it be okay if you can't just jump straight back into that. You know, I think that you really just have to give yourself some grace and be like, okay, I just went through a really deep, powerful experience and it's okay if I can't go back to work and go hard at the gym the day I get back from a deep ayahuasca ceremony. Sometimes you might be able to do that. Sometimes you might feel so inspired that you just want to go to work and you want to, you know, create all the content or whatever it is. That's cool. Do that. But just really honor yourself after going through a psychedelic experience because that's powerful work. It's deep and you might feel really sensitive after, you know, you might feel like you want to spend more time alone and some things that you can do to really assist you in your integration are spending time in nature, uh, meditating, spending time on your own, journaling, crying, feeling your feelings, you know, just really taking care of yourself and whatever that means for you, definitely nature and silence That is the advice that I've been given by um, teachers that I work with is nature and silence are the two biggest things that will help you with your integration. But like I said, I think other things, you know, like journaling, stuff like that can really help you to kind of process the experience and begin to integrate it into your daily life. And also you should be able to receive support from whoever facilitated the experience for you. That's really important because sometimes after going through a deep experience, you maybe you feel like you're going a little crazy or maybe you just feel confused or you just need someone to talk to and process it. And or maybe you remember an experience that you had that doesn't fully make sense or you just need someone to clarify or validate your experience. You really should be able to contact whoever it is that um, facilitated for you even if it's not that person specifically, if it's someone on their team or something like that. And if that's not an option, I would say that's probably not the best practitioner to work with. However, if for some reason that support is not available, there are people that you can find um, who are really good with integration and who you can pay them and get a little session to kind of figure out what's going on with you, okay? So when it comes to integration, just be really gentle with yourself. It's okay. You might feel a little weird. You might not be able to go right back to normal, especially if you had a really powerful experience. You might feel like you need to sleep for a week. That is okay. It is completely normal. At the end of the day, I know and believe in my heart that plant medicines, psychedelics have the power to change the world. And the way I see it, they already are. They have helped me and assisted me along my journey so much, more than I can even describe in words. And I just wanted to provide some good information for you all because I don't think there's enough of it out there. I think there's a lot of people talking about psychedelics and there's not a lot of people talking about how to do it, you know, (laughs) what to do, like how to find the right people and, and everything that we've talked about today. And one thing that I did not touch on in this podcast is psychedelic assisted therapy. 
And there's a reason for that, because that is a big topic. And it's something that I do want to do another podcast on, because I think in some situations that is beautiful and important and necessary. And for some people, that is what is going to feel the most safe for them. And that is great for those people. And I also think that we really need to be aware about the pharmaceutical industry and the allopathical medicine (laughs) and the allopathic medic. Wow. I can't say words. And the allopathic medicine industry taking over plant medicines and psychedelics and trying to patent them and market them. And just it, there's a lot of issues with that, that I really would like to discuss in another episode. But I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast today. I hope you got some good information out of it and some clarity on how to get the most benefit out of your psychedelic experience. And I'm sure that there's more that I could say or that I've forgotten, but I trust that whatever information has come through is what was meant to come through for this podcast. I'm really grateful to you listening and I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you on the next one. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment letting me know how you liked this episode. And if you have topic suggestions for future episodes, feel free to leave them in the comments there. If you're listening on a podcasting platform, it would really help me out if you could leave me a nice review letting me know how you like the podcast so far. Thank you so much and stay blessed.